Today's podcast is sponsored by the new Zondervan Comfort Print NASB 95 Bible. Keep listening to learn about the new exegetical preaching blog. This is Theology on the Go, a brief interview about an eternal truth. The Hebrew Bible into the Old Testament, it's so much neglected, maybe not in some of our Reformed circles, but in the evangelical church at large. Hello and welcome to Theology on the Go. I am Jonathan Master, joined as always by my friend and co-host, Dr. James Dolezal. James, how are you today? As always, good to be here, Jonathan. It is good to be with you. We also have a guest with us today, and he is a friend of ours whom we have met through different means um, over the years, Pastor Rhett Dodson. He is the pastor of Grace Presbyterian Church in Hudson, Ohio. He is an author. He's authored two books for Benner of Truth. So, Rhett, thank you for joining us today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you, Jonathan. Rhett, for, for believers who are called to walk in the spirit, keep in step in the spirit, which is a very Pauline way, I suppose, of, of saying what Moses is saying in the Pentateuch or what the psalmist is saying. Um, I wonder if maybe we can press on that just a little bit um, and ask the question, what, is this, what does this look like uh, when the Christian wakes up in the morning uh, and begins his day and he goes about his day? What does is, what is walking with God look like? Because I think sometimes people get this impression that this is some kind of almost levitating above uh, the ground of the real world. Uh, but in the, in the age of maybe even, maybe even in our recent context in the United States and around the world of, of um, lost jobs and making ends meet and fear of coronavirus and what does, what does walking with God uh, mean, not just in the extraordinary circumstances like this, but for the Christian over a long duration? Sure. Great question. And you're right to pick up on that Pauline uh, use of the metaphor there to keep in step with the Spirit, to walk along a certain path. And uh, I think that walking is the right metaphor, really gets to what this is about. You're, you're right to say not levitating above the circumstances <laughs> of life, uh, but when you walk, uh, you're on the road. Uh, when you walk, you get your feet dirty. Uh, when you walk, it's sometimes difficult. Uh, the path is sometimes rocky and sometimes steep. And that's the way it is to walk with God. And so you roll out of bed in the morning and you aren't expecting uh, some mystical otherworldly experience. But here's another day that God's called you to live in his goodness and grace and providence. He's promised to be with you. And uh, if I'm going to walk with him, I'm going to have to uh, battle my sin that day. I'm going to have to overcome my fear. I'm going to have to mortify my flesh. I'm going to have to pray for the sanctification of my emotions. Mm -hmm. And that's just an ongoing thing uh, throughout the day. It begins when I get up and begin to pray and ask the Lord for his help on the day. Uh, And it ends when I go to sleep and trust in his watch care at, at night. And it isn't something mystical uh, where if we walk with God, we, you know, we go off on a mountaintop somewhere and uh, have this uh, idealized existence. Uh, life is difficult, but God's promised to be there in those difficulties of life and to be with us you know, every step we take. He's, he's there. He, 
as Psalm 121 says, he keeps our feet. And uh, right. that, that same imagery comes up in Psalm 91 as well. I wonder if the walking imagery also picks up on a, on a pilgrimage motif, that I'm on my way somewhere, that I'm not standing still, uh, that the road is often uh, uneven or uncertain, but there's this still pressing on toward the, the prize of the upward call. Um, so that it's a it's a communing with God as we pilgrim through. Absolutely, and I think that's especially prominent in Psalm one twenty one because it's one of the pilgrim psalms. It's mm. a psalm of ascent, and the way is dangerous, and uh, it's treacherous at times. But but God's there. He says he he keeps your feet, and he will not slumber, and he will not sleep. Red, as you have thought through these biblical themes, what are some of the books or authors who have provided or which have provided the most help for you? Uh, Where would you point people who are trying to understand how this plays out biblically, but then also how how it plays out in the Christian life? That's a great question. Boy, that's a big question. I would say thematically, the place to start is with some of the classics on biblical theology. Certainly, you ought to dig into Gerhardus Voss. You ought to be well acquainted uh, with that. Uh, I found one of the eye-opening books for me to help me sort of piece the Bible all together early on was Palmer Robertson's The Christ of the Covenants, and that gave me a big picture of the Bible and uh, also gave me a, a thirst for more Old Testament study and, and really inspired me to go on, you know, for my doctoral work in that area. So I would say certainly uh, start there. And I found Graham Goldsworthy uh, very helpful with that. Uh, but then, you know, with the application of it, uh, we think of the biblical theology movement as being uh, something uh, perhaps more modern. But uh, if we go back to the Puritans, and watch how they take these things and work them out with great diligence. Uh, John Owen in Volume 2, Communion with God, and places like that. Certainly, that's where I think you should start. I like that you mentioned biblical theology. I'll confess I wasn't expecting that as your first answer, because normally uh, what someone might look for is more of a how-to with regard to this specific situation, and yet biblical theology gives us a a high altitude view to really see if this is all about walking toward a certain destination, biblical theology is really charting that roadmap toward that destination so that we can understand historically and even currently what God has done, is doing, and will do to bring us to the end toward which we're heading. Um, So your answer surprised me a little bit. It's a good answer that we need to have a sense of the whole uh, if we're going to know our place in the part. Right. The details don't make sense outside the large picture. Rhett, since we have you on for a few minutes, I, I do not want to end our conversation without having you say a couple of words about the books that you've written for uh, Banner of Truth, uh, Marching to Zion, Ancient Psalms for Modern Pilgrims, and Every Promise of Your Word, the Gospel According to Joshua. I wonder if you could just introduce 
perhaps listeners who would be unfamiliar with those books, what you were trying to do in them. And, and I'll, I'll say um, to set you up that I, I think these are very valuable books. I would commend them to our listeners, but I'd like to hear from you what you were, what you were sort of shooting for in these. Well, I think I had several goals. I'll put it that way. One was to try to uh, broaden the ministry of the word beyond our local congregation and take what we're trying to do here at Grace and uh, use that as a means to minister to the church at large, uh, to show uh, people how these Old Testament passages do fit in the big picture of biblical theology, to show them why uh, Joshua, for example, is a part of the Christian Bible and uh, why this is not just neat uh, Sunday school stories, but an extremely important book uh, for your own walk with God. And uh, also uh, marching to Zion. I was actually at a Banner of Truth conference and lying awake uh, one night in the hotel and couldn't sleep and was thinking about writing and projects that I wanted to do. And I thought, I've never preached through the Psalms of a sense. I think I need to dig into those Psalms and learn more about them and preach them. And I did that in several different contexts, and um, the book emerged from that. But again, trying to get people into the Hebrew Bible, into the Old Testament, uh, it's so much neglected, I'm afraid, in the church. Uh, Maybe not in some of our Reformed circles, uh, but in the evangelical church at large, people have just a passing acquaintance with the big stories, and that's about it. But I wanted them to see how uh, getting into these Psalms and mining them for their details and seeing their application was extremely beneficial for their own walk with God. Well, thanks for your labors in that regard. And uh, thank you also for your time with us today. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. Jonathan, it was good to talk with Rhett. And uh, and this is a key part of the banner um, has always been the support and the encouragement of modern ministers, uh, not just a kind of retrieval of historic Christianity, but an encouragement of particularly ministers in uh, in the work now. Uh, and that was even part of the original idea of having a trust, uh, which is the, abil- the ability to take the, the proceeds of this publishing endeavor um, and, and make it a benefit uh, to pastors needing good resources. Well, and Rhett's a good example of that. We, uh, we highlighted two of his books, but really more than that, and I think you and I both know this for different reasons firsthand, He's an example of someone who is uh, faithfully serving the Lord in pastoral ministry in just the kind of way that we'd want to commend to other pastors. So, yeah, you see it, you see it played out in the life and ministry of, of someone like our guest today. Well, James, always good to be with you in these conversations. And listeners, we are glad for you to join us. We could not do this without your support. And so if you're able to support financially, you can go to placefortruth.org or alliancenet.org and click the donate button. We rely on your support. We'd also encourage you to pass along this podcast to others who might be helped by it. And for listening today, 
we will give one of you the chance to win a, a lot of Banner of Truth merchandise. I don't know a better way to describe it. I described it earlier off the air as Banner of Truth swag, and I think that's what it is. So if you go to placefortruth.org, click on the Theology on the Go link, there'll be a drop down there for you to enter to win all kinds of Banner of Truth stuff. And so uh, thank you, though, for listening to Theology on the Go, a brief interview about an eternal truth. Have you read the new Exegetical Preaching blog? Online now at exegeticalpreaching.com. Ideal for pastors, church leaders, anyone interested in biblical exegesis. Zondervan Bibles, in collaboration with Dr. Jonathan Pennington of Southern Baptist Theological Seminary and his students, provides the content updated twice each month. Find examples of how to exegete a passage for a sermon or for your personal use. To sign up for the blog, visit exegeticalpreaching.com. Sponsored by the new Zondervan Comfort Print, NASB 95. Bible. Discover the difference.